Well, open your Bible this morning to the book of Galatians, chapter number three. And I'm going to ask that you believe with me that we, you know, I'm not just here to speed read over this, but that we would hit what we need to hit this morning by the direction of the Lord. Galatians chapter three. Father, thank you for your word today, that it's alive, that it's powerful. Lord, that it quickens us, makes full of life, every area of our life. And we thank you, Lord, that as we are doers of your word, Lord, that we shall be blessed indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. Galatians 3, verse 5. He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. <clears throat> and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel in Abraham saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. How many would agree with that and say, that I am of faith and I'm going to be blessed with faithful Abraham. Amen. How about the rest of you? <laughs> for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, it is written curse is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us. Look at verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. So Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now that word redeemed means this, to, to buy back, to purchase. So, so God has, through the person of Jesus Christ, has purchased our redemption. Amen. Because we were lost. We were Without Christ, without God, without strength, the Bible says. And so you just have to realize that, you know, it's amazing. Like people say, where's heaven? You know, people, they don't understand that you mean I, I uh, like we were just talking to, to John uh, about someone that he encountered that, you know, oh, I don't, I don't need a Savior. See, that's the way people think. Well, I'm okay. You know, I don't, I don't need a Savior. I don't, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Well, you're not doing all right. You need to be born again. You need to be saved. And so, to be redeemed means to be bought back to purchase. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. John 8 verse 32, Jesus said, If you, uh, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. That's why we preach the word. Give me the word. Let, let Make it plain and true for me. Give me the word. It's the light that I may see. Give me the word. Amen. Give me the word. And so, you know, when we talk about freedom, though, what do people think? They think I'm free from sin, and that's true. But, you know, that freedom includes anything that would bind, anything that would encumber us. And so... We are actually free from the curse of the law. Everyone say, I'm free from the curse of the law. You know, it's amazing. People are afraid of curses, aren't they? You know, but someone say, you know what? Man, I'm just, I'm just, you know, someone lived. I think there's a witch down the, down the end of the apartment down there. And, you know, I think they put a curse on me. Only if you believe it. You know, the Bible talks about Balaam and Balak. How many remember the Bible? Here, here um, Balak 
wanted Balaam, who was, he was a professional cursor. I mean, he, if, he, if he put a curse on you, I mean, that was it. But anyway, he, he tries to put this curse, and he encounters God, and, and he finds out that you cannot curse. This is what he said. He said, I can't reverse it. He said, I, how can I curse what God has blessed? So when people try to curse you and, and do all kinds of things, if you, don't, you, you don't even pay attention to it. One, one lady, um, one time someone came up to um, Brother Hagin when he was in ministry and field ministry, and they said, oh, Brother Hagin, um, this lady, she was supposed to be a prophetess. And, uh, and, and they said, um, she may have been, maybe she wasn't. But, you know, hey, uh, Brother Hagin, uh, sister so-and-so, you know, you made her mad, and, she, and uh, she's a prophetess, and she put a curse on someone. Well, that's not a true prophet or a prophetess. You put curse. You don't put curses on people, and um, and you know they died, and and you know Brother Hagen, you know, you, you better pray. He said, "I double dog dare her." That's a good Texas talk, you know. I double dog dare her to put a curse on me. Why? Because what God has blessed, you can't curse. So don't don't believe what people would say. Here's what I like to think. Someone try to put a curse on you, they better make sure it fits because they're going to be wearing it. It's going to boomerang and come back and hit them. So make sure that it fits them and it's the right size. Go ahead and, and, and curse. <laughs> Hallelujah. So say this, I'm blessed. I'm not cursed. The blessing of the Lord is on me. Say this, I am redeemed from the curse of the law. So I want to share this morning about I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, now what is the law? The law is, is actually contained. We see that Moses was given the law in the five, first five books of the Bible. So the law, um, well, actually not in the first book because we see that, um, you know, this is before Moses, but Moses was the one that was given the law. So, the curse of the law was this. How many remember Deuteronomy 28? The Bible says, if you obey, and we'll, we're going to look at Deuteronomy 28. If you obey, all these blessings shall come on you. But if you don't, all these curses. It's not that, that God just has this big uh, bucket and he just, here's a blessing. And here, here, I'm going to pour out this big curse on you now. What happens is because of disobedience. What happens is because of disobedience, we get out from under God's uh, blessing and there's no other thing that's going to happen but the curse. I mean, if you're a nice sheep and you're out there, I mean, we were a couple of days ago, you know, we went down to South Dakota and, and there was like sheep upon sheep. I mean, I've never seen so many sheep at one time. And um, anyway, as we're going down there, you know, I'm just, you, you think about, and my wife said, think about, she said to the boys, think about how the Lord calls us sheep. You just see all these sheep going off and they're just, you know, frolicking around. Well, see, what happens though, if you just, you become an independent little sheep, then what's going to happen? Then, then you're going to be easy prey for the coyotes and the wolves and, and everything else. But if you're a, a smart sheep, if you're an obedient sheep, you're going to stay as close to the shepherd. Amen. <laughs> Say close to the sheep. Say close, close to the shepherd. Amen. The closer you are, that's why the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice. Well, what if you can't hear his voice anymore? <laughs> Get closer. Amen. Be, be a smart sheep. Amen. And so what we see, what is the curse of the law? The curse of the law is the penalty for, for breaking God's, um, his laws. And so those things come up upon people. But even if you get out from, from the blessing, if you'll just repent, if you'll just say, God, you know, I've missed it. I, I, I repent. I, I got out on my own. You know, there's some things the Bible talks about suffering People, a lot of times when it comes to 
Christian circles, they put suffering all in one bag. And they say, well, you know, I'm just suffering for Jesus. But the Bible talks about suffering for the cause of Christ, which we call persecution. But the Bible also talks about things that I've done before. I've suffering for my own faults. Who's ever suffered for your own faults? How many know that's not suffering for Jesus? That's suffering for your own uh, mistakes and things. But at the same time, you can still say, God, have mercy on me. Forgive me. And get right back under the, the spout where the... You know, where the glory comes out. Amen. <clears throat> so we have been redeemed from the curse. So everything that we read in the book of Deuteronomy, we can claim that today. I've been redeemed from the curse. Verse 15, all the way through 61, we'll see. And I'm not going to read every verse, but I just want you to understand today that I have been redeemed. Now, I'm going to focus on... Uh, one area in particular, but I want to say this. The, the threefold is what the, the breaking the curse was. And it was this. Spiritual death, sickness, and poverty. But do you know that every bit of death comes from spiritual death? That's the root. If there was no spiritual death, there would be no sickness. If there was no spiritual death, there would have been no poverty. If Adam would have never sinned, I like the way uh, John Alexander Dowie, he was a minister used back in the 1800s and early 1900s that God used uh, with divine healing. And he got the revelation of Acts 10, 38, that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He had, he had, in a short amount of time, buried like 40 people in his congregation. He got the revelation of what the Bible says. And someone said, isn't it wonderful how God, his work, how mysterious his works are? And he just rose up like, how dare you say that about my God and my father? But he, did, he didn't have that revelation at, at the beginning. But he said this. He said that, that sickness is the foul offspring of its father, Satan, and its sin, his mother, sin. So if there would have been no sin, there could have been no sickness, there could have been no death. So thank God that we've been redeemed today from spiritual death. Amen. And what does that mean to a lot of people? Well, when we all get to go to heaven, well, thank God we're going to heaven. But right now, you can still have elements of that working in your life. You can have death still working in you. So I've been redeemed, number one, from spiritual death. You know, the Bible talks about the second death. I've been redeemed from the second death. What does that mean? Being cast into the lake of fire that burns with brimstone. So I, I am no longer under the curse of spiritual death. Hallelujah. What does that mean? That means I have eternal life in my week, that I have a, a, a new birth certificate. I have a new birth certificate. Amen. It's stamped, it said, washed in the blood. <clears throat> but secondly, poverty. Poverty is, is death. Like we said, you get enough of that working in you, you, you can die just for not having a meal. But also, we see that, that sickness also is part of the curse. Young's literal translation says this, of, of Galatians 3. Christ did redeem us from the curse of the law, having become for us a curse for it. Now, it's a little bit more archaic, uh, the, the language is, in Young's literal. But it's a very good, accurate translation. He says this, For it hath been written, Cursed is everyone who is hanging on a tree, that to the nations the blessing of Abraham may come in Christ Jesus, that the promise of the Spirit we may receive through the faith. So, King James says this, Christ hath redeemed us. How many know that hath is past tense? It's not present tense, it's not future tense. Jesus hath delivered me. He hath redeemed me. Always look at the past tense of God's word. People are always looking, well, one day God's going to do this great thing for me. The Bible says, who hath delivered me from the authority of darkness? God already has. So 
if you just get on, a lot of times people are praying for things that the Bible already says is theirs. The Bible says that I have been forgiven. Now you still have to receive that forgiveness. Don't, you know, don't forget that we have a part to play in that. But the provision's already been made. Just like our pastor, when the one time he said, as a 13-year-old boy, he said um, that um, he had this vision and Jesus appeared to him. And he said in this he could see um, this road. It was a big, broad road and he saw this narrow road that was leading to the cross. He said that in that he saw that and Jesus, um, all these people were going to a lost eternity. He said, Lord, what are you going to do about that? And he said Jesus was smiling. He said he only realized later that, he said, how could Jesus be smiling at a time like this? But he said he, he realized it wasn't about those people. It was about him that, in that vision. And the Lord was dealing with him. And he said, Lord, what are you going to do about this? He said, son, I've done all that I'm going to do about that. I went to the cross. So, you know, God doesn't have to go back to the cross. Jesus doesn't have to go back and, and hang on the cross. He said, what, Lord, who's going who's to tell him? And the Lord told him, you must tell them. You must tell them. And he, he's crying. He says, I will tell them. I will tell them. I will tell them. Amen. But Jesus has paid it off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I want to look at some of these verses because I want you to understand today, a lot of people are just, we put up with things in, in life that don't belong to us. They're contraband. I mean, how, how would you like somebody, you know, show up and, and you know, they, they plant something on you and then they, and then they come in and try to arrest you. You have contraband goods. You have stuff that doesn't belong to you. It could be drugs or any, any paraphernalia. Well, you know, there are certain things that don't belong to the believer. You know, depression doesn't belong to the believer. <laughs> Sickness doesn't belong to the believer. Poverty doesn't belong to the believer. The Bible tells us in John 10, 10, I am come, Jesus says, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, what does it also say? The thief, who, now who's the thief? We know God's not the thief. Satan is the thief. The thief doesn't come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. When that rascal comes around, he only has one thing, and that's to steal from you. You know, and if people would just understand this, on one side, just put God, on the other side, put the devil, and just understand, if it steals, kills, and destroys, that's the enemy. If it's God, then it's something that's going to be a blessing. And that would help people's theology. If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, devil. Everyone say, good God, bad devil. <laughs> and it's like this. No, there's nothing that's a, a blessing, you know, something that's a curse, then it just magically turns into a blessing. Well, you know, it's just a blessing in disguise. You know, it was just, it was the Lord that I, I lost that or whatever. Well, the Lord can work through loss and different things, but it wasn't the plan of God to begin with. The New Living Translation says this, Christ hath rescued us. Hallelujah. Other versions say he has rescued us. He redeemed us. The Amplified says this. He purchased our freedom. Now, now what purchased our freedom though? Was it just, as the Bible says, it, was it just corruptible things as silver and gold? But 1 Peter 1 says this, that we were redeemed with the blood of the, the precious lamb. Hallelujah. The precious lamb, Jesus, bought and paid for and redeemed us. So we were actually bought and paid for. He paid for our spirit and our body. Now, right now, we just get like a, a, a first fruits of that. Right now, we can get, we can believe God for a quickening. We can get, you know, the Bible talks about we have the earnest of our inheritance. That's like an engagement ring. And so right now, the promise of the Spirit of God in our life, we have Him on the inside. That's just a promise that there's a lot more on the other side. Amen. It's the same thing. One day, we're going to have a glorified body. Now, Thor and all those guys, they have, they have nothing on, on us. I mean, people think about the superheroes. 
You, you've never seen a superhero till you've seen someone who, who can, I mean, just like Jesus, the Bible says we'll have a body like unto his glorious body. Well, I mean, remember that Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, he still ate. I mean, some of us are kind of happy about that. You know, we still eat, you know. But, <laughs> but we're going to have a glorious body just like him. How I many you know he walked through walls? He suddenly appeared. He did all these different things. And it said for 40 days he appeared unto the disciples. So we're going to have a glorious body, one that doesn't get old, one that doesn't decay, one that will never die. Amen. One that will actually keep up with our spirit. And so that's what we're going to have. We're going to have a glorious body. But right now, see, it's been paid for. What we have to do now is just believe God. The Bible says in Psalm 107.2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So we should actually confess and express our faith. Our faith. God has redeemed me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. Say that with me. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So the redeemer of the Lord have to say so. But here, here's what the enemy does. What does the enemy, even if you know this, the enemy works with condemnation. He works with guilt. Yeah, I know that happens, but I'm really not going to, I don't believe I should have it. Why? Because, you know, I've just messed up so much. And I've just sinned. And, well, that's what the Bible has, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from A-double-L, all unrighteousness, from all unrighteousness. So if you're cleansed from all unrighteousness, how much unrighteousness is there? Just chop the un off and now you're just righteous again. Amen. Just get rid of that unrighteous. Get rid of those filthy rags, those, that, that condemnation. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, condemnation is an element of death. It's spiritual death working in you. Well, you're just unworthy. You just... See, that's what the enemy does. <clears throat> and, and so, you know, I, I know how the enemy works. You know, the Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. And, and so I know when, when he's around, I know people say, well, the devil said, how do you know? Anything that's, that's discouraging, anything that's unbelief, that's the enemy. So you don't have to wait for, you know, pitchfork and red horns to show up. You can know that, hey, that's the enemy. No, you know, that's not God speaking to me. That's the enemy. And uh, <clears throat> I heard a minister saying this one time, and I, I thought it just, it really fit how the enemy really works because... He said the enemy was just bothering him about, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. I'm going to kill you. He said, just, just persistent. He said the Holy Ghost spoke up to him on the inside and said, why don't you ask him why he hadn't done it already? He said, because he can't. He's tried. How many know he's tried? I, I mean, he, he's, I thank God for the angels that have protected me. But he was talking about how he also was saying this, this particular minister, he said that one of his favorite lines, and, and like he was bothering him about this, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, you owe this money. What are you going to do? And um, he said, why don't you ask him what he's going to do? He said, your problems are nothing compared to his problems. <laughs> if I died right now, I'm going to heaven. He, he's, he's never going to be redeemed. He's going to be in a lake of fire for eternity. What are you going to do? The gospel is being preached. People are coming out of the, the kingdom of darkness and they're learning about their privileges in rights and king, in the kingdom of God. What are you going to do? I read in the, in the back of the Bible where it said that a big angel is going to come <laughs> and grab a hold of you and put you in chains and throw you in the pit and shut the door. What are you going to do? I mean, the devil, you, you start talking to him about that. You just remind him, when he starts talking about your past, you just remind him of his future. I, you know, I'm going to be enjoying the presence of God and, and worshiping him. And you're going to be burning in a lake of fire. 
What are you going to do? Amen. Hallelujah. So the curse actually has no right in my life. Can you say amen? And as we said, even if you disobeyed, all you have to do is repent and receive your forgiveness and walk on with the Lord. Hallelujah. Keep the commands of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So have we been redeemed from the curse of the law? Now, there would be two reasons why we would have the curse in our, in, in our life. Number one, we don't know about it. Or number two, like we said, we've sinned. But if you've repented, no matter what you've done, I don't care what it, what's happened, you repent, you confess it, the Lord wipes that away. He washes it away from you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I want to read some of these, and I want you to just see what the Bible says in our life that we've been redeemed from. Hallelujah. Now, this is from Deuteronomy 28. So if you want to know what you've been redeemed from, just read this whole chapter. And I'm just going to highlight just a few of these. Because what happens is we, we accept things. Well, you know, that's just, just a, that's just a common cold, Pastor, you know. Bible says we've been redeemed from it. Amen. I've been redeemed. Now, <clears throat> I, I like what, um, now I'm, I'm taking some different notes and also um, some other thoughts as well from, from someone else. And I like what this individual said. Now, you're not supposed to heal yourself. I'll, listen to what he says. Don't feel condemned if you have symptoms in your body. But you do need to get some grit about you to put your foot down and say, no, I've been redeemed from this. Because what does the enemy do? He puts the condemnation, even that you're sick. We'll see, you know. Or then he blames you. Well, if you would have done this, if you'd have known more, if you had more faith, if you did this. The Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. He's always doing that. So don't, don't feel bad if you have symptoms in your body. Well, I have this symptom. So? Means we're going to overcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Bible says in verse 22, it talks about that we've been redeemed from diseases, infectious diseases. It uses the word tuberculosis. Now, you know, that was a big killer many years ago. But other, other translations say this. Inflammation. Malarial fever. It includes colds, infections, and fevers. Um, it says extreme burning in the King James. Three translations say this. Violent, fiery heat, erysipelas caused by streptococcus. Who's ever heard of strep throat? Have we been redeemed from strep throat? I mean, it's a good time of the year to say that, right? <laughs> How about the bird flu? Swine flu, dog flu, Asian flu. We've been redeemed. And so it's so important that we believe it in the what, what we're supposed to do. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. See, the devil just wants people's mouth to be like this. And you know, I talked about this on Wednesday night, how the power of our words. The Bible says in James, not Pastor Will's opinion. It says in the book of James that with our words, we can bridle the whole body. With my word, I can bridle, I can control the whole body. What does that mean? Well, everything but the circulatory system, everything but your heart and your lungs. With my words, I can control my whole body. That's what the Bible says. <clears throat> so we're redeemed. Verse 22 goes on to talk about this, that you, we've been redeemed from mildew. Now, that's not talking about don't, don't clean your bathroom. We're not talking about that. But other translations use the word jaundice. Paleness. Things that would deal with your liver not working right. And your body dying. How many know we've been redeemed from these things? But, you know, it doesn't just fall on you. That, wouldn't that be nice? Well, you know, if, if it just falls on me and, and the Lord just blesses me and I don't have to fight for it. I'm just, 
there's things you have to fight for in life. The enemy wants to try to, he wants to, to, to hold camp to your healing. But you have to fight and, and win the good fight of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I like this here too. Just some other thoughts that this individual said. Don't feel badly because you have symptoms in your body. Don't feel embarrassed about it and don't think there's something wrong with me. Maybe I just don't have enough faith. No, you're not supposed to make all your symptoms go, to, go away. You can't, no matter how hard you strain. You can't heal yourself. So that takes the pressure off of you. I'm not the healer. You know, when I pray for people, I'm not the healer. But Jesus said, the head of the church, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the healing, is the healing, the healing word. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28, 27 says this, that, that you will be smitten with the botch of Egypt. Now, how many know that just doesn't sound good? So what are we talking about? I've been redeemed from the curse. So if I obey the Lord and do what he says to do, I have been redeemed. Now, let me just tell you what this is. Other translations say burning sores, scabs and sores, boils, inflammatory disease, ulcers. So a lot of those things are actually things on the outside, but it can also be things on the inside. Abscesses, boils, things like that. But the Bible says that we have been redeemed. Amen. Amen. Verse 27 also includes hemorrhoids. How many know that's a good thing to be redeemed from? <coughs> Ulcers, tumors. Other translations say swelling in the groin, sores, piles, any variation. The next one talks about the itch and the scab. Other translations say this, scurvy. How many know that even years ago people died from something that could be cured with even something like vitamin C. You know, how many sailors died at sea? But the Bible said that we've been redeemed from the itch. Eczema, malignant scab, or other um, translations say. A malignant scab, what is that? That's cancer. If it's on the surface, it's skin cancer. The Bible also says festering sores. So you have been redeemed from tumors. Hallelujah. You've been redeemed from sores. And so one translation talks about an incurable itch, skin eruptions, and other sorts of skin diseases. This includes allergies, allergic reactions, and rashes. I remember years ago, I used to have eczema really bad. And my hands would turn red as could be. I mean, it was, and just like, it felt like I had a heartbeat in my hand, just like, like this. About like your shirt back there. <laughs> That's about the color of my hands. And, and I would go to the doctor, I would get uh, medicines, and it would help. But, you know, I would just, what would happen, I'd start to itch, and then I'd just scratch it and scratch it and scratch it and just bloody and just. Thank God, though, I was redeemed. And thank God that after some years of that, I was healed. You know, there's, I've learned that there's no good pain. There's no good sickness. I don't care what it is. It's all death, but we've been redeemed from it. Amen. And, and don't, don't think, well, you know, it's like someone came up to Oral Roberts one time. They said, you know, pray for me for this here um, and, and prayed for something that was kind of minor. He said, well, what about this? Oh, I can, I can handle that. I can deal with that, but I just need this because... You know, I can't get around if I don't have. No, just take it all. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 28. Now, I want you to get a hold of this because this is where we live. The Bible talks about astonishment of heart, confusion of mind, bewilderment, distraction, being crazed in the wits, fear and panic. What do we call this? We call this mental or emotional. Have you been redeemed from losing it mentally? Amen. Have you been redeemed from losing your mind? And in fact, I, I want you to boldly say, yeah. 
I will never lose my mind. I've been redeemed from losing my mind. Thank you, Lord. Verse 65 talks about a quaking heart, a shaking heart, a fearful, misgiving heart, an anxious, unquiet mind. One of the uh, verses right here in, in the same category says this, failing of the eyes. It has to do with a pining away in depression, crying and wasting away. The next one is sorrow of mind. No appetite, depression. Your life will be a burden to you night and day. You'll go in fear and uncertainty. You'll live in suspense filled with dread. See, how many, how many people have a degree of that? You know, I got, a, I got a hold of this many years ago, and it really helped me so much because even the word dread is actually an, it's an element of fear. How many have just dreaded certain things, a, a meeting with someone or, or a, an appointment you had or whatever? That's an element and, and, a, and a bit of fear. Why are you dreading? Because you're afraid of something. So, I mean, I've just learned that you, you don't just coddle fear, you speak to it. And I've learned fear, I resist you. Dread, I resist you. I refuse to fear, I refuse to dread this. It's all the same. Hallelujah. So we've been redeemed from losing our mind or losing our wits. Amen. Why? Because that's a curse of the law. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then if you skip down and just take the time, I mean, read all these things because if you want to know what you've been redeemed from, read the whole chapter because that's what tells you. You really get an appreciation of what you've been redeemed from. If I don't know what I've been redeemed from, then... It really doesn't make a difference. Oh, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. From what? All of these things. Amen. <clears throat> but one of the things he goes on to say is this. Plagues of your seed. Talks about plagues on you and your descendants. Now how many, how many talk about that? Well, you know, mama had this and mama had that. Yeah. What are we talking about? Things that are genetic. Things that are inherited. You know, people talk, they cry about things that are generational curses. And people get, I mean, I know people, they, they really delve into this a lot. But here's the thing. Have you ever thought that you might be under a generational blessing? The Bible talks about those, unto, um, the, the curse under the, what, third, fourth generation. But it talks about the blessing unto a thousand. I'm going to take the generational blessing. Why? Because the Bible tells me in 1 John 4 that you are of God, little children. Now, I've, I've never taken the time to go to Ancestry.com and, 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 and find out all the different things. You go back three or four generations and you, you stop a lot of times. Well, suffice it to say that, that no matter what the, the family tree was in, in the natural now that I'm born again, I'm of a different lineage. I'm of a different, Amen. you are of God. That's my genealogy now. I'm of God. Amen. I don't care that maybe there were in, in the family tree, there's always some fruits and nuts and flakes. But now that I'm in the family of God, things are different. <clears throat> so what's that talking about? It's talking about things that you got from your parents or your grandparents. And from you to your kids, it's in the curse. Hallelujah. And so what's more powerful, that or what the Word of God says? So don't live with deficiencies. So I have been redeemed from all things inherited and genetic, from things that are passed down from parent to child. It's part of the curse of the law. The next verse says this, great plagues and sore sicknesses of long continuance. Severe and lingering illness, sickness of long duration. How many know that something that just goes on and on and on for five years, for 10 years? We've been redeemed from that. Why? Because it's, it's a curse. You don't even have to have much Bible sense to know that's a curse. 
It's only when, when people get into church, they start thinking, well, you know, maybe it's just a, something that the Lord's teaching me something. But they have never learned anything from it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Verse 60 says this. All the diseases of Egypt, which you were afraid of. So if it's a disease that you fear, what does that tell you? It's a curse. It's under the curse of the law. Now you can go back and study Egypt. I mean, Egypt has been around for millennia. (laughs) This civilization has been around. Think about all the diseases. Think about all the infectious diseases. We've been redeemed. We've been redeemed. And then, you know, a lot of times people get enamored by the by, you know, you ask them what, what Galatians 3.13 says or, or Matthew 8.17, they can't tell you. But they can tell you the, the, the Greek name for their disease. And all the, you know, all the Chaldean and everything else. Well, it's this and it's that. But here's what the Bible says in verse 61. Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law. The now let me let me just tell you just something even have to help you the in the power of how 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 powerful the word of God is you don't even have to have a diagnosis to be healed they they may not even know how to get you cured because they don't even know what's wrong with you but you can still be healed why because there's power in the word because God's word is medicine God's word is medicine I heard a, a story about this lady she was she was had gotten this, this copy of some cancer in her body and she was at death's door and, and so many, and here she was that she just fed on those night and day. Night and day. She couldn't do much so she was at this church and she, she had just gotten, got, given, given her life to the Lord so she's a brand new Christian and when she got these tapes and she's laying on the floor and she's painting and then, you know, she would listen to those tapes and then she's just listening and listening and listening in just the course of a couple months, this lady, she starts gaining weight. She gets, she's totally miraculously healed by the power of God. Why? Because of that word. But do we have an appreciation for, for the power of the word of God? God's word is medicine. That's why he said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. So that's like an ongoing thing. Something that you're constantly feeding on. But, you know, what if you just feel bad about it? You, you just get annoyed with it. Then that means you just need to get it more into the word. Amen. Just, just, just overdose yourself in the word of God. But verse 61 says, Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of the law. So, you know, I don't care what it is. You know, you don't see COVID written in there, but we've been redeemed from COVID. We've been redeemed from, from this flu or that flu that hasn't even been any other thing that, that man would invent and, and create in a lab. We've been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Any kind of disease or calamity not mentioned in the Bible, all the sicknesses and plagues of which the word make no mention. According to Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. So say this. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. The Bible is the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourself to, to God. Then you resist. You have to be submitted to God first. Then you resist the devil. And what does the Bible promise you? He will flee. Now, that word flee means this, to run away as in terror. See, people think, well, you know, I resisted the devil and he didn't, he didn't leave. Well, you didn't resist him then. Because the Bible says he will leave you. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. First Peter 5.8 says this. 
In fact, I want you to look at this and we'll finish with this verse here. 1 Peter 5. Like one person said, the blessings of God are not going to fall on, on your life like ripe cherries off of a tree. You're not just going to float down life on flowery beds of ease. Amen. Now, here's the, th- the good news is this. Jesus says that my burden is light. My yoke is easy. But he doesn't give us a yoke of sickness. He doesn't give us a, a trial. Not even one amen on that one. Now, the Bible does say in Psalm 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers, amen, of most of them. Of them all. That means that we overcome. That means that, that, but here's, here's, I'll, I'll just encourage you a little bit. If you're going through something, that's okay. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. You're more than an overcomer. So th- you got to come over something to be an overcomer. Yep. Amen. You're just, that means you're just adding a little bit to your testimony. Yep. Just, just add a little bit and make the devil eat it. But 1 Peter 5 says this in verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. What does that mean? Be on your guard today. Because your adversary... How many know you have one? <laughs> the devil... As a roaring lion, walketh, he walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. But I made a decision, he may not devour me. He's looking to say, um, excuse me, may I devour you today? May, may I take things from you today? No, you may not. Verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So whom resist steadfast in the faith. Other translations say in your faith. Knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren. What does that mean? Everyone is facing the same things. Don't let the enemy lie to you that, you know, no one knows the trouble I've seen and I'm the only one going through this problem. No. You've, other people have gone through the same thing and actually overcome as well. And if no one else that you know realize this, that Jesus, who's my high priest, he, he's the friend that sticks close to the brother. The Bible says that he has been tempted in all points, just like us, yet without sin. What does that mean? He overcame. He didn't give in. Now, he's my hero. Amen. Jesus is my hero. He, he, he never gave in. I want to be just like him when I grow up. Amen. <laughs> How many want to be just like the Lord when you grow up? Amen. Amen. I should be growing up by now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So anything that you see in this, in this word that's yours, resist the enemy. And he says steadfast. What does that mean? Not just, I, I told him twice and he didn't, he didn't leave. No, I mean steadfast, in the faith, in your faith. And you know what the Bible promises? That he'll flee. Doctor who the Lord healed, she was, um, she got addicted to uh, drugs as a medical doctor. And um, anyway, she got born again and and she got delivered and then she devoted her her time to medical, uh, from medical science to divine healing. And she had, um, and you've probably heard of others like John G. Lake had healing homes, but she had this one home and they could only take like two or three people at a time. And so what they would do is just read the Bible to them. We're just going to read scripture to you and tell you what the Bible says. And because she knew that that's what would feed their faith. Physical affects physical, spiritual affects spiritual. And so put the word of God in your spirit, build your spirit. And so what they would do is they would read that and I think this one person had like tuberculosis and they had TB and they said, um, and they read the verse and they said, and it didn't register on them. You know, they just said, did you notice that Deuteronomy 28 said that, um, you know, we'll just say verse 61, all sicknesses and all diseases. 
And, uh, but Galatians 3.13 says that, that we've been redeemed from the curse. Oh, no, I never noticed that. And they said, all night tonight, just I want you to say this. And, and they told those people. According to Deuteronomy 28, verse 61, all sicknesses and disease I've been redeemed from. And Galatians 3.13, though, says that, that I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And um, so that's what they'd say. That every sickness and every disease, but Galatians 3.13, and they would say it all night. They said, did you say it? Yeah, I must have said it 10,000 times. Okay, just, just keep saying it. Because she knew that if they would just stay with it, it would change them. And like the third day, this, this, you hear this woman who's bedfast. She comes running down the stairs. Dr. Yeomans, Dr. Yeomans, did you know that I've been redeemed from, from TB? I've been redeemed from this and that. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you for three days. <laughs> but what happened? It got into her spirit. Amen. That's why I just encourage you. Don't, don't, the enemy will lie to you and say, well, you know, you're not getting anything out of this. You know, you're, you're, what are you doing reading that? Well, you know, you're not, you're not any better. But he's a liar. Amen. And what's happening is it's actually working. It's working on the inside of me. We used to sing a song. I've got the life of God in me. I've got his life, his nature, and his ability. I've got the life of God in me. So that life is actually working on the inside. It's just like medicine. Don't we understand how medicine works? How many work? You're taking medicine and then, and then, then all your symptoms just disappear. And week after week, month after month, year after year. And then go back to the doctor and the doctor say, we're going to up your dose a little bit. But then they hear one message and think, oh man, my symptoms didn't disappear. Well, you've got to give the same tenacity to the word of God and even more. You've got, you got to give the same. Why? Because God's word is medicine. And health and healing to all your flesh. Amen. And so... You know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day when we can, we, we've done this a couple, a few times, but I'm looking forward to the day where we can do this on a weekly basis and have a healing school. And tell people what the Word of God says. People can come in that have been given up by what the Bible says. Can you say amen? amen. So just say it one more time. I've been redeemed, I've been redeemed from, the curse, from the curse in Jesus' name. In Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for your Word. We thank you that you've redeemed us from the curse of the law. Father, we thank you that, Lord, no matter what we face in life, <clears throat> Lord, that, that you said that we have been redeemed. You've purchased our freedom. It was for freedom that you set us free. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name.